center in the day for so many reasons it was front and center because i mean in the pandemic i have had to refuse to live life as it is in terms of the organization i lead the organization i lead gets started in like 2013 gets founded in like 2006 but actually gets started in 2013 and it was like great at the very beginning i mean we were starting to make moves we were starting to get uh, a bunch of great partners it was all going wonderfully well and obviously pandemic times hit and everything has to change and it was either decide to continue in this mode which would ultimately lead to the death of the organization or refuse to live life as it was and try to figure out a new way of doing things and it has almost become a mantra throughout pandemic times it really has become a mantra on so many levels friendships are dying in the physical space you can no longer go to the coffee shop you can no longer go to the bars you can no longer have a meal with friends you hold near and dear but guess what i refuse to live life as it is and uh we came online and we started figuring out how to do live conversations uh sometimes people join me sometimes people don't Tonight, we have a good little round table beginning to form over on Clubhouse. And if you're watching us on any of the other social media platforms, come on over, have a conversation with us. This eventually becomes a podcast just so that everybody knows. Even if you make a comment on Facebook or on social media, um, I will sometimes bring those comments into the podcast. And and essentially, it's, it's I think this is a good way to maintain uh, our conversations and it's it's also become uh, a way for me to keep looking forward instead of looking back keep looking forward instead of uh, just being disappointed with the present day events as they stand whether it's regarding the pandemic whether it's politics we can get into politics as well uh, for those of you that know me I love politics and Snap. I, I mean, same same topic, same same mantra, right? Refuse to live life as it is. In Texas, for example, uh, we've got a bunch of things going on there politically. I do not agree with, but I refuse to live life as it is. And I'll tell you what has been a very good thing for me lately. Seeing some of the seeds that 
I helped sew a while back, now making big moves. Like just yesterday on social media, I see someone who I met over 10 years ago actually launched their campaign for Congress in Mexico. This was an individual I met who's going to be coming onto the Spanish language podcast soon. I met over 10 years ago at an international youth Congress. And you know what? I always knew. I gotta say, I always knew. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, follow me on, on Facebook. There's a post there with a video of this candidate. She is amazing. Her name is Irais Reyes. She's running for Diputada in the state of Nuevo León. And I just, I am delighted to see her actually run. I knew it was gonna happen. I met her, she was probably about 16. She was already making moves, already organizing her community, representing her community at a, at a, at a, at a, on large stages. She was flying all over the place. I met her at El Tec de Monterrey, and she ends up uh, at Villanova University for a pretty intense conversation about the future of, of communities like Monterrey and others throughout the Americas. And I happened to be directing that 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 program and you know i knew from the moment i met her that she was going to be big and sure enough she's running for office i can definitely see her in higher office one day the kind of individual that inspires that's her and i've been sharing with friends that ever since i saw aoc ever since aoc busted the dam wide open i've been seeing more and more friends because aoc is a near and dear friend um have been seeing more and more friends start doing things. Uh, Victor Reyes just announced his candidacy in the state of New Mexico. He is running for the vacated seat for our new Secretary of the Environment. And so it's like, man, I see friends doing this. And then yesterday, I get another bit of social media news about another individual running for Congress in Mexico as well. And it's like, boom, there it is. People refusing to live life as it is and saying, you know what, all this corruption in Mexico, we're going to put an end to it. All this stuff that we've been seeing in terms of politics in the United States, that Trump, you know, mentality that developed a few years back, we're going to put an end to that too. And to see those individuals do that inspires me. It keeps me going. And it made me bring that topic today to the conversation refusing to live life as it is and figuring out new ways of doing things and figuring out new ways of building community and figuring out new ways of just trying to do the things that we love. And so with that, I will open up our round table. Today, I have to say, I am super excited. Um, Yamilet Medina Lopez has just joined me on uh, Clubhouse. She is a near, dear, dear friend. Now at Stanford, we used to know each other from back in the day when she was representing USC, I was representing Villanova, we were traveling the world together, we were doing all sorts of cool things together, and way back then we were having amazing discussions and we just had huge hopes for the future and well here we are, I think years, several thousand days into our friendship Yamilet, and it's, it's good to have you here, how are you doing? Hey, I'm <laughs> hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's that time of the year. We're getting ready to let a lot of students know of their admission decisions. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, still have a lot of those conversations with other friends. You know, like you, I really value deep conversations um, and still hopeful. And I think what keeps me hopeful is to see a lot of the young young folks that I get to, you know, work with um, in and, and hearing all the wonderful things that they are doing yeah. already, organizing, um, really trying. I mean, when they say they're going to change the world, I believe it. I yeah. really believe it. Um, and so, you know, that that's very helpful to to stay hopeful because it can be really hard these days to be hopeful. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so great to hear your voice though, Jamilet, and it's nice to just be hanging out with you here. Uh, that's one of the things I've loved the most about this platform. I have to say it's just friends can just congregate, just drop in, say what's up. And I've been wanting to just catch up with you for a while and it's, it's been crazy. How how are things at Stanford? Tell me how things are going for you there. I mean, I last left off with you making moves at USC and then boom, like mid-pandemic, <laughs> get this news. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And you know, I will say, and you know, I'm you know, I'm someone who's very honest. Um, this wasn't you know, a lot of change happened and it wasn't necessarily anything that was super planned out, but it was an opportunity that I really felt I needed to explore. Um, starting a new job in a pandemic um, yeah. can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I was speaking to so many friends who were losing their jobs during the pandemic. So, you know, it was hard. It was hard to even feel like celebrating or... <laughs> just you know being really vocal about it because there was just a lot of a lot of folks around me were going through some very difficult and tough times um and so i just got to stanford and i just got to work i really just i've put my head down and i've just really been working um really hard to learn my job entirely remote um, you know that when you do college admission work, a lot of it is about relationship building. Yeah. Um, it really is. It really is. I would say, you know, one of the most critical things of what we do. And there is a difference when you build a relationship with someone in person, right? You get to have that coffee. You get to sit yeah. down and talk. Um, and now it's all through a screen, so you do have to find different ways to make those connections meaningful um in a very intentional way and it is yeah. you know it's intense it can take a lot of energy out of you so uh, i will say the people there have been really supportive and i think that is what has been most helpful is just having people that root for you that are supporting you um, you've talked this about this before and other, you know, other times when you've been on Clubhouse, but really having that support system and how yeah. important it is, no matter what it is that you're doing, right? If you're starting a new business or if yeah. you're starting a new job in a pandemic, um, trying to keep your business afloat, all those things, like really it is about the people in your life. And for me, relationships are really important. And I think that's why I continue to do this work. Because it is so, you know, it's 
so relational and so much based on relationships. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally, I'm totally with you, Yamilet. And you know, to be, to just be very honest, and I, uh, I just, this for me started as an experiment. I mean, I'm just being very. I, I've gotten into a mode now where I'm just raw, honest with people. <laughs> just everything going <laughs> on in my life. It's like. Um, you know, people ask, how's your organization? I mean, it was on its deathbed pretty much in, in April of 2020 uh, because yeah. we started refunding all sorts of families because we had planned all these experiences and we had also leveraged up. Like we had invested the little that or the organization had been able to gain into more programs that were all gonna, you know, pop off in 2020 and yeah, no. It it right. it led to some difficult moments, some tough times, having to reformulate, having to, and so after I went through all of that, after I got through all of that, uh, during the same time where my mom gets this news where she's uh, been diagnosed with with really you know a bad diagnosis in terms of cancer and you mm -hmm. know all of that, it was just man a lot of things. Luckily, mom's now doing really well, and and we thank God That's for that. But Jeez, like it was just a lot of stuff upon stuff. So I started coming online as a way to, it's like, man, I refuse to just let all this go down like this. He said there was no possible way. I was, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, man, we were so, so deep. And so I started coming online thinking, ah, this is a good way to just connect with friends, just like the coffees and stuff like you're talking about. And then I start mm -hmm. figuring, oh, wait, this is there's something here there's like a digital space we can begin to build on and and so then that's when i started like kind of the wheel started turning in terms of okay we now have to figure out how to develop content and how to turn like what we used to do in person on various experiences into actual digital experiences and and that's kind of what it, i'm in the midst of now but the thing mm -hmm. i love the most is like man i can connect with you i can connect with other people other good friends Antoinette's here and I'm about to introduce you Antoinette and we just met on Clubhouse but we've we've kind of shared a lot of uh similar things uh and, and that's what I've loved the most Yamilet and I think that we're all in this like reformulation stage of our lives and now you're even reformulating you know a new a new position completely remotely <laughs> completely digitally that's crazy you know yeah absolutely yeah I mean it's been a year of a lot of change um I did start a nonprofit with some friends, um, something I would have never been able to do had I not sort of had all the shifts. So yeah, it's like you said, there's been lots of change. And that's the one constant that I've heard from everyone is that yeah. things have changed. So yeah. that is that is and, and, and they've, I think it's in many respects, they've changed for the better. And I definitely want to hear about the nonprofit. So I give me give me a second. Let yeah. me introduce Antoinette. Antoinette, I mean, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, you know, you're you're into the music scene, jazz, blues, all of that. Love it. And you and you and I got into a conversation with a good friend, uh, Daniel Tamayo, and we were in a conversation about the future of comedy and the future of performance and the future of theater. And we were just kind of in there hanging out, and then I think that's when we all realized that we clicked with one another. And I, I really. I really love that. And so tell me about how you've been doing through this entire time and the topic today, you know, refuse to live life as it is. I mean, I think we all have to kind of take up that mantra now, no? 
and look for the silver lining in in the toughest of times and open up our um, minds as i say mankind the origins of mankind out of africa this means you and i and uh yamlet are 99.9 percent of the same genome so that means we are part of the family so on the count of three say welcome to the family reunion one two three welcome to the, welcome family. To the family reunion absolutely <laughs> and um figuring out a way to create a world that is um acknowledging of all of our presence and and even my dog's presence um <laughs> our need to create a loving situation yeah no, absolutely. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. I did 25 years of human resources, and at the same time had a, a full-time career in jazz and blues. Wasn't like the, um, you know, what I love most about right now is that I needed to sit still and learn how to not be putting about 150,000 miles a year on a car chasing music mm-hmm. and trying to reinvent myself after being downsized 2011 um i just really just had to put my fingers in my ear about people saying okay well, what's the next big you know brick and mortar gig you're gonna do and i just wanted to sing i just wanted to entertain i just wanted to be a joy to people so i'm happy here to um, be with you tonight just to support the room and uh to encourage you to fly and and put some velocity up under your wings and um and have a joyful time just fellowshipping i that's that gets i appreciate that antoinette you know one of the things that i've enjoyed the most uh these recent days particularly here on clubhouse is having the opportunity to collaborate with people on all right so how are we going to reformulate the performance game how are we going to reformulate the nonprofit game how are we going to you know, figure out new ways of, of creating community, creating revenue, figuring out ways of supporting one another. And quite frankly, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences uh, throughout. Just this morning, I we were on a conversation, uh, Dan, Dan Tamayo and I, and we were having, uh, we, we developed a whole, a whole podcast on bootstrapping, you know, big projects. And it was all because we were talking about all right there's a lot of people that are now asking us questions let's go through the questions and one of the biggest questions was was about about how we do this is can we create like performances online i just got a notice because i'm like a big time latino music fan like mark anthony's doing a concert like live streaming in in april like i think the second week of april and i'm like all right, so all these people are now beginning to turn on. I know last week, Natalia Laforcade had a big online streaming event. And I'm like, all right, so big stars are now beginning to make moves into the streaming world. Other people are now beginning to take their old experiences they created in like their favorite theater, their favorite pub, their favorite X, whatever you want to fill in the X with. It's like, all right, there's, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of room to collaborate and that that's where I want to be. That's that's exactly where I want to be, and I've really enjoyed it. So, what 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 kind of projects have you have you been thinking about? Have you been working on? What kind of discussions have you been a part of? I'm sure you've been uh, part of some interesting ones. 
Um, if, uh, we, we just had our 50th uh, Sunday Music While We're Inside event that uh, we started last March. It helps incarcerated persons. Uh, I used to go into the prisons and teach singing. Yeah. Um, and when we all got incarcerated because of COVID in our homes, yeah. uh, we we're on with eight or nine artists and it's on every Sunday at six on Zoom. Um, so that as well as I have never taught more and had more fun doing it with students from 10 to 87. Uh, and that's because of this this particular time yes i cannot wait to get back to my live audiences when i did a few concerts in sunday this summer yeah i felt my performances were even stronger as a result of having to really work extra hard just to transcend a computer screen into somebody else's screen so um, maybe Amulet has some things that she wants to talk about i just want to listen for a while sure and i'm i'm, I'm really just um Enjoying being here, uh, just vibing with the three of us. Hey. The three plus whomever else is watching. That's right. That's right. And we do have a few people watching. I, I see five people logged on Twitter right now, and uh, we want to say what's up to everybody there. Yamilet, you're working on a big nonprofit. I mean, that's news to me. That's amazing. How can I support? How can we collaborate? What are you working on? Tell us, tell us more. That's so dope. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something that I, it's, it's an idea that I've had for a long time, but last year, um, right before the pandemic sort of really, um, sent us all to, you know, stay safe at home for yeah. a while. Um, I was presenting at a women's conference with a very dear friend who had asked me to come in and. Um, really talk about our sort of our journey into college, but really through storytelling. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's something that I've always done. I, I think it's really important to tell stories. I think stories are powerful. And I think when people get to hear other stories and other narratives and, and just really listen, um, that is how you can sometimes change hearts and minds. Yeah. And so I just really think storytelling is a way of doing that. And that was the goal. That was the focus of this particular conference. So instead of going in and doing like, you know, your PowerPoint and your, <laughs> your typical sort of workshop, it was storytelling using our storytelling, um, collectively, um, as women, three of us, um, and our stories were very different, but there were points of connection for all of us. And that's, yeah how we sort of went about this particular event and from that um we just really started talking about this idea of just empowering young girls and giving them tools and things that the three of us didn't have growing up um oh, and so that's where shiro's rise was born um and so uh yeah I, it's been a labor of love um you know it took a long time to set up the 501c3 and yeah. all of that like that was as you can imagine lots of work and yeah doing that with a full-time job was uh definitely a challenge but it's not something i'm doing alone and um one of my really good friends is the founder and president and so then there's two of us who are founding members um and wow. then we have a lot of really really talented um 
women that are working with us in our leadership team and it is all volunteer right like we are all doing this um volunteer right now because we all have full-time jobs at the same time yeah um but yeah it's been a labor of love we focus on really working with um girls from low-income and underrepresented communities and talking about just um development self-development self-esteem development self-confidence um developing trust in themselves more than anything is just showing up authentically as themselves and so when you talk about refusing to live life as it is um it is definitely about showing up as who you are every day um and that takes courage and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of introspection and a lot of looking inward right um to choosing to to choose to to refuse to live life as it is and to just really push yourself so um so yeah that's that's what we're doing we do have a we were able to collaborate with a school in los angeles even though i'm in san francisco now um but we did start a pilot program um and so it's it's we're we're doing it we're we've started to work with a group of 50 girls that a one of the only um, STEM schools in LA for girls, and um, it's going well. We're learning a lot of things, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> still learning a lot from just this is our first full-on experience. Um, so really learning how to tweak and and make things better, and then we hope to launch with more partnerships with other schools. Um, as the years, you know, in the summer and then into next fall and so on and so forth and grow, but grow in a, in an incremental way Yeah. because we all still are working. So again, yeah. not, not, not taking on more than what we can handle. Um, so slow growth, yeah. but definitely growth. I mean, that's, yeah. but that's exciting. That's like, that's right. amazing. So what's the age group? What are you, what are, is it high school? Is it college? Is it a mix? Is it, so it's um, actually we start with like eight all the way through 19 okay. and then there's a mentorship component too and so yeah. we're working to get more mentors so that so for this initial group right now we're pairing them up with a mentor so that once they go through the program which is a 12-week program then they can have a mentor to continue to connect with yeah. um, and continue to work with us we want to have like you know our goal is to have like a, a weekly or not weekly excuse me an annual forum and workshops and things where the girls are connecting and you know again like having when we put the idea together right it wasn't going to be virtual and now it's all virtual and oh. we're able to serve we've been able to even the right. initial model we have we've been able to rethink that um so that we can have broader reach and mm-hmm. so you know that's been really really wonderful because it's even within you know the idea it's forced us to rework the idea um and yeah. think about access from a different even point of view and so now it's like okay yes if at some point we're able to do sort of the brick and mortar thing like Antoinette was saying like it'll be great when I get back to live audiences but in the meantime right, right. <laughs> like how do we make this work yeah and we will continue to do virtual stuff because it'll allow us to reach, you know, other folks that are not in our immediate community. And that is wonderful. Right. So, yeah. So do you think that refusing to live life as it is means digging in and finding out what turns you on so that your world rocks and, you know, you keep moving forward? 
regard. I do. I think, yeah, I think you have to sometimes really sort of question, right? Like some of these status quo, quote unquote, things we tell ourselves. We really have to like look within. And when you were talking about how, you know, this made you sit down and not chasing a hundred different things. I think that it did that for me in, in a different way as well, because I did have to sit down. I had to sort of reckon with myself a little bit of like, you know, am I honoring who I am because I'm just so busy doing all these things, but am I really busy doing all these things? Like, you know, what is really going on? And so kind of getting back to that looking inward for sure. Um, and yeah, sometimes rejecting some of those things because they're not good for us, but maybe we're just not taking that time to really think about them. Um, and I will say for me, that's that's what I found over the last year. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I feel the exact same way. And I, and I feel the exact same way also about the comment you made earlier, Antoinette, just the way Jamilet framed it. Um, I mean, for me, and Jamilet knows this about me, I was nonstop. I was flying everywhere all the time. <laughs> I came to my house maybe maybe like 20 days out of the year or something crazy wow. like that. Like it was just because I was in startup mode and I felt, I felt like I needed to be on the go. And if I was building right. something international, yeah. it was go, go, go. Like you better not stop until you get to where you want to be. And yeah. I let go of so many things. I, I have this, I had this conversation with you plenty of times, Yamilet in person in terms of the things we would sacrifice and let go in our lives yep. for this go, go, go. And it's like, this pandemic really did sit me down. Just like you said, Antoinette, it, it sat me down and it was like, well, you can't travel now, son, sit your ass down and start figuring right. out what you're going to do with what you have instead of trying to get more. And right. it's, it, it was a, it was a sobering lesson. I mean, just it's be, all very humbling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, to, and, and I hope, from the world of entertainment that the um, that there is uh, more inclusiveness that there is more uh, mutual respect that we are all trying to survive having the rug pulled from under us on some levels yes. and um, the ability to try to just trampoline and keep your energy up your spirit up we, you know, for those of us, I lost two brothers during the pandemic within six months of each other, my oldest and, uh, and, and youngest, younger brother. And uh, so to, to just keep going straight ahead and to be in a, to be a better woman and to be love is what my desire is, you know, a daily prayer that I wake up with just to um, uh, be joyful, be better. Um, if I can be of service, um, then that's a blessing and it's it's just a very humbling time and if you have work if you're able to like god bless you for starting a job during a pandemic yeah uh, you know survivor's guilt can come on some people sitting still can make you feel guilty i'm i'm almost i know this is going to sound terrible all right <laughs> so i needed a break so bad until when this came and I sat still for a minute, it helped me to heal my core. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just felt like thank God that everybody has to sit still for a minute. I don't like that it came about this way. Right. But that we all have to sit down and refresh 
it may have added a few years to our lives. What do you think about that? I think that is true. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. I mean, yes, it, you know, it, I, I was similarly not, not traveling as much as Hector, but definitely traveling quite a bit for work and just, um, this is what I was saying earlier, right? Like that, well, I'm just so busy. I'm, I just work. I'm just, I'm busy. And, and yes, it's true. But some of this stuff too, it's just not, not sitting down, not listening to your health. So when you're talking about adding your smart life, right? Like not listening to your body when your body's telling you, Hey, sit your ass down. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm tired and I need a minute yeah. and it, and it starts to affect you know, your mental health, your physical health, really everything. And so, yes, this, I will say for me, it helped in that way as well, because I did start to just breathe, mm -hmm. <laughs> just literally just slow down and breathe. <laughs> and reboot, and reboot, reboot the system, you know, yeah. and, and really throw out some stuff that you go like, you know what, I was spending time doing that, but why, right. why? Right. No, I'm not doing that anymore. Matter of fact, I get a chance to wipe the whole plate clean and decide, oh, I will eat clean, bro. I will do better. You know? It will be better. You're, you're absolutely right about that, Antoinette. Your words are so powerful. It's, uh, it's making me flash back through 2020 and what it was. 2020 for, for me was, was a huge roller coaster in, in, in terms of heartache and just a lot of, of just i think i cried for the better part of january which was previous to the pandemic uh all through through probably like like april i mean legit cried like I, i'm not a i'm not a crier but um on january 5th of 2020 my so it, it was right after the new year i was in the middle of some big moves because I was uh, closing up offices and I was choosing to relocate, but there was already a significant amount of investment. So more on that in a second. So January 5th rolls around and I'm in the middle of this big, big move. And um, I get a call and I start getting text messages that uh, my my mom was getting chills and all this stuff was going on. And it's just like, I'm calling friends. It's like, hey, well, just, Keep an eye on these things, blah blah blah, and you know we got her some some medic some meds, and and that was that. And so later that evening, as I'm in the middle of that move, oh, I get the call. We're rushing to the hospital. I'm like, what? What? What's going on? This is extraordinary pain. Uh, you know, mom just uh, it, mom just fainted. Like it was just it was serious. So rush over to the hospital. We think it's appendicitis. We go through like a pretty much all-nighter surgery thinking it was appendicitis and oh no it was a huge like level i i think it was like, like a t4 level tumor it's it was like it was it was a big deal it was a big deal the surgery lasted all night yeah, do wow doctors they came out. organs and stuff back too if it was if it's been in there for a while right yeah so we, we we was in there for for quite some time and we didn't know and you know mom had had other health issues she she had had polio when she was younger and wow. when she was when she was a kid wow. and so you know she she thought she naturally thought that a lot of this was something that is now called post polio syndrome but it wasn't it was actually symptoms of a, a tumor growing before right, right. and so 
so when that moment happened it was like boom like i mean it was it was it was overnight surgery they split her wide open uh sc scraped everything you know cleaned her up as best they could and the doctors came out and told us kind of the news and we were like shell-shocked right and we spent probably about two months in the in the hospital and i remember watching like the news in the hospital room uh China, wow. China, 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 and this pandemic right. stuff from China. And I had to do some traveling in the middle of that. I was like, I'm going to Mexico City. I'll be back kind of deal. And I I started naturally in like February-ish wearing a face mask on the flight because I, I was hearing all these news stories. And then the pandemic hit. So then my, my organization just starts nose diving into the ground because everybody starts asking for refunds, everybody. And it's like, oh no, like you're going through mental, emotional anguish, like sure. at the possible loss of your mom. And then, um, you know, you're also now going through mental instability of just oh snap you're about to lose your organization you've been working on for like the last six years or so seven years or so like it, it was but that moment of calm that you talk about Antoinette the one where you finally are able to pause and breathe came when mom was released from the hospital she makes several moves in terms of her health and you could see that there is a phase of recovery and and I am able to then look up and breathe. This happened around like June-ish, July-ish of 2020. And then I took a break from being like at mom's bedside, sharing responsibilities with the family. Cause it's an ordeal when, when, when this happens, mobility is lost with your loved one, all things you need to be there to be a caretaker. Um, so once I kind of, you know, managed to look at, oh, I, I started looking and I was like, and my health, like I look at like there's some pictures of me from July that it's just like, oh my health was in bad shape. Just like Jamilet says, sometimes we don't we don't realize how your health is doing. And from July onward, it was just a question of okay, like you're not traveling everywhere. You you've already kind of dealt with the situation and placed the stopgap in what was happening with the organization. You can reformulate, you can rebuild with what you already have. You just have to figure out how, but first comes your health. And so I started there, started working my way back up from there. And the climb, the climb came back and then these things naturally developed. I started reconnecting with friends, stuff like that. And there's something there now, but it, it was, it was, it was a hard shove to sit down yeah. and reflect. And I don't think it would have happened any other way. I would still be trotting the globe and, yep doing minutia stuff that's irrelevant to be honest uh jamila because i think now we realize how irrelevant some of the things we used to do when we when we used to travel so much uh but i i don't think i'll do that anymore i reevaluate. Mm -hmm. well i i as far as the tears that you were um expressing i heard that um tears are a valve reliever for the pressures of the heart Oh, yeah. So you needed to, to do uh, as much of that relief for your own heart's sake. And yeah. um, I started hearing about the pandemic in October, October of 2019 yeah. from Italy. Mm -hmm. I was looking at world news and they were showing these white tents outside of a hospital where they could not, they had no more space for people inside. 
And I'm looking at somebody and say, oh, that's a bunch of actors. And I'm like, look at this guy. This guy is like 70 pounds. He's not an actor. Uh, and they said, America, shut things down. Uh, it's coming your way. And so it, it really made me look at more of a world. What's happening around the world is what this pandemic has made many people who never really paid attention to what was going on in different parts of the world to listen and to check out the pulse. So as Italy is, is quieting and shutting things down now, we need to kind of listen again and proceed with caution. Yes, I want things to open up, but not my ego to perform does not supersede the health and well-being of an audience coming out to watch. Yeah. So it's it's let's keep trying to figure out what's next as far as clubhouse, what's next as far as entertainment, what's next yeah. as far as spiritual lift for people that leaders leaders mm-hmm. serve. So we. I can tell the people I'm talking to right now like to serve. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. You you are caretakers mm-hmm. uh, that are placed mm-hmm. in a leadership position in the universe. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out what are the new ideas. Refuse to live life as it is. Mm-hmm. Is like what's next. Yeah. Um, that's a great topic, and it's a huge ongoing topic because um, every morning you get a chance to get up and greet a new dawning. Um, mm-hmm. there's another possibility and um, don't let anybody turn you around from it that's right yeah I, I, I couldn't agree I couldn't agree with that with that statement more and you know what I can tell you what's next we're next in this in this conversation right now <laughs> I mean it's like uh, to hear you talk about the things that you're working on Antoinette and the same thing with you Jamilet and then I just shared what I'm working on and yeah, we're we're what's next, and it, it's it's yeah. it's a different mm-hmm. sense of um, it's it's a different sense also of of who we were because I think we have intrinsically changed as individuals in terms of our who our who has changed dramatically over the course of the last twelve months, and uh, it's it's been a a huge it will never it will never be the same, and it's I don't I don't say that with 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 sadness i say that with almost like looking for it's things are going to be better because of this huge lesson i mean uh, the superficialities of life aren't aren't as important anymore you know you better preach absolutely absolutely it's all uh I, i i can honestly say that um I started Zoom music with my class at Marymount. I, I taught a jazz and jazz history class there just before the, well, they, they were one of the early people to kind of shut shut things down. Mm-hmm. And then we started the, the Zoom jazz on um, in uh, early March. And just to watch, I must have called about 50 different jazz organizations. It hit the Zoom, they're like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know? The, the, the resistance that people have when you're trying to run them <laughs> they like hey listen here's a way that we can do uh, no matter what happens right. just get hip to this and then to watch all of these different music programs it was never created as a music platform it was a, a business speaking platform right. so right. I, I, I'm clear that we play small inside of what our impact can be in our communities and how our communities can continue to ripple and um, make a difference in the world. And yes, these young people 
Mm-hmm. Very, they got a holy boldness with them about how how bad. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I just I'm amazed, and by the same token, we shouldn't be because every generation is weaker and wiser. So yeah. they they don't want to do they don't want to necessarily lift a brick, but uh, they're using their brains and using their influence, and and I believe the world will be a better place than what we saw January sixth. Oh yeah, I believe yeah. the world will be a better place. So yeah. we just have to continue to, you know, not let black nor white people be bamboozled about your history. Your history is your one <laughs> out of you know out of one many of yeah. these people. So yeah, there we go. Absolutely, absolutely, man. This was this was an amazing conversation. I want to like. Uh, hug you both and, and, you know I, I physically if I could I would uh, you know but much love to, to both of you it's a super hug I receive it and give it right back to both of you <laughs> that's <Enjoy>. right yes <laughs> same here and, absolutely and, and you know what what I'm trying to do and I'd love to continue doing this with, with both of you and more is just trying to do this on the regular the idea is to do this more on a daily Although I've been working on the background to get uh, certain things going uh, in the background for more a stable of more podcasts. I mean, it would be awesome to have like different journeys being different stories being told about, you know, via via podcast. And so that's a little of what Be Next is going to be all about in terms of the pivot, Jamilet, for my organization. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, a, a lot more of a variety of different ages no longer just very young or like high school college age but going into kind of peers as well just figuring out all right so which are individuals that we can help each other out on our journey how can we build each other up how can we collaborate with each other and how can we also reach reach out to people that are coming out through college through high school to build those goals to build those dreams and to build the digital experiences necessary for us to be able to to accomplish all these things we want to do so that's kind of the direction my organization's headed in and part of it is having these dailies building community no charge or anything like that just genuine community so that we can talk like we did today and really feel like okay even though we're incarcerated much like you said uh much like you you both mentioned earlier but in particular antoinette it was like yeah, we may be incarcerated, but we can build, you know, digitally still, you know, and once and once this barrier goes down, we could see each other one day and start building something in person. You know? Absolutely. I agree. And I think it'll be multi, uh, you know, we'll come up with 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 cross utilization and multiple ways of meeting, connecting. And then when it's time to sit down and have those kinds of podcasts, just like you on multiple platforms yeah. you know brick mortar and every other kind of thing uh i just wish you all the the best on the planet and um like i said and available to you so reach out most definitely and we'll see each other uh more often jamilet i'd love to do a just a no hold barred education conversation with you in the future and antoinette i'd love to do a no holds barred music conversation with you because i think those two conversations deserve an hour or two in and of themselves and i would love to be able to do that all righty yeah awesome life lessons and refusing how to refusing to live life as it is that's 
kind of powerful because everybody has that statement. Oh, well, it is what it is. That's my favorite statement on the planet. Mine yeah. too. I hate it. I hate it is what it is. Really? No, it is not what it's not. <laughs> no, no. It ain't necessarily so. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I'm going to leave both. Have a good evening. Thank you so much for inviting me. And um, I, I never get those little green uh, little peas there. So uh, isn't this, I mean, I mean, can I, can I, I mean, I think that there's a the hierarchy thing that people kind of get off on with this stuff. And I, I just think if I had a platform, I'd have, everybody would have a microphone. Oh, yeah. It would be all Joyce joining the room or followed by the whatever it is. Uh, I just think that uh, in a spirit of oneness, like we need more to separate and divide us and make us feel like we're getting a sticker or not getting a sticker from the kindergarten of Egypt. Absolutely. That's how I feel. And That's my exactly faith. how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, I'm not by myself. There we go. No, that's exactly how I feel. To build community, everybody's got to be on the same playing playing field. It can't be any of this business where someone's up at the top telling everybody what to do. I, I hate that. And there's a lot. This actually part of what brought Yamilet and I together back in the day because we would sit down and talk about some of the things in higher education that we just, I just, we just both think are too old school. And and it's just this hierarchical yeah. level. And not not real genuine community building where you actually have real diversity and real real conversation. I, I mean, right. to me, I, I just want everything to be real. No 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 varnish, no veneer. Just be open, yeah. and 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 that's pretty much. The, if you can do that, and I think, then I think that's a good place to start as a human being, rather than just putting up masks. I think masks get us into difficult positions sometimes. You know. Absolutely. And, and and we never even hear our politicians run on a platform of love, you know, yeah. it's not even a part of the, the list of things like even put it at the bottom if you really, you know, feel like. But you, 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 you. so so that's the problem. I think um, a, a large problem is that we, we have to get back to a world that has some genuine love in it. And if we can do that and foster uh, mutual care and support, we'll be in a better place. It, 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 you just can't lose with it. And perhaps it's a little bit um, uh, unrealistic, but I still, I still believe in love. I still believe in it. So off I go. As we all Thanks. should. Thank you, Antoinette and well, Jamilet. Yeah, Thank you, Antoinette. Nice to meet you. It was really wonderful meeting you and beautiful talking to both of you. Night, well, night. Likewise. Thank you, good night. Those conversations are rewarding. They they fill the soul, right? I, mean, I don't know if you feel the same way I feel, but man, they, they definitely filled my soul today, this conversation with Jamilet and Antoinette. We refuse to live life as it is. Seriously, take that, jot it down, put it in your car, and every time you're shifting that gear, every time you're looking in your rearview mirror, make sure it's there, brightly displayed for you to read over and over and over and over. We refuse to live life as it is. Because even if life is going quite well for you, oh, you can be doing more. We can build, we can create, we can invent, we can do so many things. I mean, you just heard 
Jamilet talking about, I have a full-time job. I'm at Stanford, but I'm also building my own nonprofit. You just heard Antoinette go deep and go, hey, not only am I making moves in terms of music digitally, but I'm also planning my return post-pandemic. We refuse to live life as it freaking is. Because, well, because that's what's left. That's what's next. That is what we have to look forward to. If you get caught up, I was just talking to my best friend last night. If we get caught up, I'll say I'm talking to you, buddy, and I'm talking to me too, and I'm talking to everybody else. If we get caught up in this cycle of the pandemic, of how things have changed, and we see it in ways that sometimes debilitate, it's not, it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. So day 15,069 is in the books. And it was a great day. It was a great conversation. It was very productive. Oh, we have plenty of things coming up that you guys are going to want to be a part of. And I hope you'll be a part of. Be Next is about to make a huge pivot. Uh, check out bnext.org whenever you get a chance. But bnext.org is about to make a huge pivot. It's about building community. It's about coming together, helping each other on our projects, developing the stories of our projects via podcasts, via videos, via whatever, and also developing the projects that make an impact. That's exactly what we want. That's exactly where we want to go. That's exactly where I'm headed. I hope you'll come with and we can collaborate. We can talk and take deep dives at night in terms of these topics that just... Keep our minds moving forward and that keep us thinking about refusing to live life as it is and building more, developing more, creating the communities we really want to be a part of. Yeah, we can take this time right now to build that and I hope we can do it uh, as a collective and uh, you'll be a part of it. So until next time, think big, peace.